This episode of Inspiration Point is brought to you by the Quests and Chaos Podcast Network and the generous patrons over on patreon.com slash inspiration point. So we'd like to give a big shout out to Garlic Bread, Eric, and Spike. And at our Muse $20 level, we'd like to thank Prostaskis, Leroy, Kate, Jeremy, Jenna, Jacob, Falangor, Cheryl, A Bad Idea, Red Dead Coquette, and Robert Hans. Thank you for helping us bring a little inspiration out into the world. And now, on with the show. Roar! Roar! Today we're talking about monsters. Roar! I was genuinely hoping that you would begin like that, and if you didn't, I was going to. You were going to do it? You could do <laughs> a monster. Do one, too. Do a monster. Roar! Oh, my God. I'm so scared. <laughs> 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 I didn't even hear anything there. Yeah, Zoom tends to cut those sorts of things <laughs> out, but it, but but the the, the recording, the recording caught it. it. Yep. So like, what, what what did my cat do? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I can't do it. I can't do a cat hiss. I don't understand how it works. Um, We're talking about monsters today. Monsters. Hello, folks. Welcome to the today's episode of Inspiration Point. Adam and I have been uh, kind of scatterbrained this morning, so <laughs> it's uh, been bad. <laughs> So uh, you get to catch the the, the side effects of uh, both of us probably have ADHD and aren't medicated. Let's go. Correct. So what are we hyper-focused on today (laughs) to ramble about for God knows how long? Um, We're talking about monsters. Uh, I like monsters. Monsters are really fun. They're so killable. Um, They truly are. You know, back in the day, you know, when you were a little kid, you got invited to a birthday party. And then it, one of the fun events at the birthday party was, of course, the destruction of the pinata. <laughs> uh, you hang this thing up on uh, over a tree or the swing set or whatever. And then kids blindfolded with bats or sticks, or if your parents are real nerds, katanas, you know, <laughs> like, just swing away and destroy these things. And it, it was probably the most fun I've ever had in my life. And uh, we've just been trying to create that feeling ever since. How did, video how games. did anyone survive childhood? Like running around swinging in bats blindfolded? Don't know. I don't, <laughs> I know don't we either. I, we, we got banged up in the 80s. We had broken limbs, stitches. I had stitches as a kid. I had stitches several times as a kid. My brother, my brother and I were playing sticks in the backyard one time and he threw a stick at me and it turned out to have a nail in it and it gashed the top of my head open. Yep. Yep. All sorts of blood everywhere. Like, there was a lot of screaming that happened. <laughs> had a dark clawed fight at the bus station. Oh, yeah. We had those a lot. And uh, one kid had a rock instead. Ooh. And hit me in the head. And then I went home, and my mother was like, don't bleed on the carpet. Stay outside. Yep. I'll be, we'll take you to the hospital in a minute. D- uh, you know, just I was not allowed to go inside because I was bleeding. A little bit more of the removed parenting style. <laughs> Yeah. Than we have today. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I was definitely a free range chicken myself. You know, I got to, you know, run around the neighborhood with the kids and, you know, I, yeah, my parents didn't know exactly where I was most of the time. I can't imagine doing that with my kids now. Like, I know, right? It's, it's so weird. Like it's, we've been letting our, our youngest just go out to the swing set. That's like visible from our house and it still makes me nervous. 
and uh, I just don't trust anybody. So I mean, now now that you have the the adult mentality, and we all grew up on the stranger danger and all of that, I think that's what it is. Is our parents didn't grow up on the stranger danger? No, they didn't. Things no. they didn't have that fear instilled in them from the early on. They didn't have McGruff, the crime dog, that was yep. like. And we never saw Susie again, right? And it's just like, like that's incredibly rare. I didn't even go to school, and you I know. still got the the the, the like dare uh, content. Oh, it was on commercials. So like, if you watched yeah. any TV, like, you know, they were all there. I did go through the dare program uh, when I was in fifth grade, and we thought it was so cool. And our because a policeman came to your school and then told you lessons Ooh. and had videos and stuff and sometimes he would say the word drugs <laughs> drugs drugs um and then we would all promise at the end that we would never ever try horrible drugs like marijuana this episode is brought to you by zen leaf marijuana <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. brought to you by Sebe Day. <laughs> Once again, not sponsored could be sponsored. <laughs> yeah, very much. So. Um, oh. Now, unfortunately, my drug is much more insidious, uh, which is the constant need to create fiction and caffeine. And caffeine. Well, there is there is caffeine for sure. Cheers. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers to you on the internet. He's he's drinking coffee where he started a little bit late today, partially because Starbucks, partially because we had we were having a long just like sit down and chat, and uh, I'm having tea. Yeah, and, and now you're here, and so welcome. I hope welcome you to something. yeah, welcome to the the conversation. <laughs> yeah, well, it's cozy, right? We're we're being cozy and warm here. It's cold out, even in Arizona. It's been cold out, uh, so cold. I've even worn a light jacket. Oh, wow. I know. I'm still wearing shorts, mind you. But I mean, of course. Of course. You have to have temperature regulation somehow. Yeah, we were having warnings about uh, temperature dropping into the 30s. I mean, when, when you're like, I, I, my Alaska brain laughs at that. But right. also, <laughs> if the house is not set up for that, that's nope. brutal. Cause like, yeah, it can be. Um, it's been raining here and the heater went out a couple of times this last week and it was getting down into like 32, 34 degrees mm-hmm. and it was, it was very cold. I learned how to light the pilot light on the, on the floor <laughs> heater, right. uh, which I was not thrilled about needing to learn because I don't like dealing with fire and gas when it's right next to my face. Right. When it's next to someone else's face, definitely. When I, when I don't know I what mean, I'm no, doing. I mean, no, that's bad too, right guys? That's bad. <laughs> Yeah, but if some, if it's someone who knows what they're doing, I'm I'm okay letting the professionals do it as opposed right. to my dumb butt trying to figure <laughs> stuff out. Wait a second. I've made mistakes before and they were not using materials like this. Mm-hmm. I I am afraid of myself. I uh, for all that I for all that I am a pyro, I'm also very cautious, which is why I still have my eyebrows. <laughs> You know, and maybe this is carryover from playing way too much Baldur's Gate, but like, like now, now you think of those decisions, like, do I want to try this? And you see the die show up in front of your <laughs> face in your mind's eye. And it's like, like kind of waiting there for you to click, you know, try or if you can add guidance or something, mm-hmm. you know. It's like, I might roll a one on this. <laughs> I might just roll a one. And that happens. Okay. 
So uh, I want to jump into it and and talk a little bit about monsters over our coffee and tea. Coffee is tea, by the way. It's uh, bean tea. Yeah, technically, kind of. Yeah. It's 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 off of it's off of the fruit rather than the leaf. But yeah, right. same idea. Same idea. Just soaked up water. Yeah. Um. Anyway. A uh, coffee monster. <laughs> so for those who need to know, we're hanging out in Chapter 9 of the Dungeon Master's Guide today, known as the Dungeon Master's Workshop, in the section Creating a Monster. Creating a Monster. So here's the thing. I basically never used this section. Um, the reason why is because I think it's too much work. <laughs> I, th- I think that the steps are useful things to think about, though, right? Sure. Like, I, I hate to criticize the Dungeon Master's Guide because more often than not, I'm surprised with how insightful it actually was, right? Hmm. Where it was like, oh, thank God for Xanathar's. And then it's like, well, there was good stuff over here too. Yeah. Right? Xanathar's is great, but it wasn't meant to be a replacement. Yeah, it's meant to know? be a supplement, an add-on to what's already there. Correct. Speaking of which, you know, when, when they came out with Volo's Guide and Mordekainen's and eventually Monsters of the Multiverse, I was really hoping that they were going to do, like, a Monster Workshop book. Because mm. um, they had one in 3rd edition. Um, I forget what it was called, but it had the sort of, like, Vitruvian man symbol on the front of the book. But instead of a man, it was, you know... Monster, like a bunch of monster parts and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's cool. And so in third edition, the way it would work is you would create a monster or add on a monster template onto your other character. And then it would uh, essentially give you like negative levels. And then so the next time you were, I mean, it wasn't negative levels. It was a level adjustment. And so when everybody else was hitting level six, because you were like a minotaur or something like that, you were hitting level two at that point, right? So that oh, was wow. how much experience you had to get to get that second fighter level or whatever, you know, um, because you were just, I mean, you started out with all that hit die, you, or not the hit die, but you started out with like damage reduction, you know, you started out oh, with okay. all these abilities and like extra stats and like you were really buff, but you also didn't have that many hit points. And Glass so it, cannon. it would be really, really like you would be godlike for like two levels. And then you would f- really start to feel like you were falling behind until you started leveling up. And I remember people just being like, I wish I had just rolled a fighter, you know? <laughs> like, I wish I just played a human that would have been better than this because one, you know, the GM rolls a 20 once and I'm toast. Um, but anyway, um, it had a lot of really cool things and I I was really hoping for something like that in fifth edition and they never really did it. Uh, I have a method that I think is easy. I don't think I even made it up. You know, it's a thing that I think most GMs do, but it's worth mentioning here because we have a lot of players who think about GMing, but don't really do it. Uh, we also do have some GMs that maybe work too hard. Um, we or, we advocate we advocate for Sly for Flourish's lazy GMing style, yeah, where yeah, yeah, you don't sure. you, you don't do more work than you have to. Than you have to. Now, there's a certain amount of work I like to do. Sure, right, and that's and that's more than what is prescribed there. But what he talks about in those books is, you know, not making it not fun for you, right? But anyway, um, 
So creating monster stats, okay? It's easy to say, okay, there's a giant pizza chicken, okay? Is it easy to say that, Adam? It's definitely, I just said it, <laughs> you know? Uh, and I think that's going to give players a whole impression right there, you know? He's just got greasy cheese just falling off of him, and then every time he clucks, um, you know, it sounds like a, a, a behemoth. And it's really uh, terrifying, and a little bit of grease comes out, and some of it got your face. Um, but he does look deliciously cheesy. His feet slap against the pavement, um, leaving trails of cheese behind as he approaches you, uh, flapping his uh, uh, saucy arms. Right. We can do that, but then it's like, well, how do I stat that up, and how do I make that work? One big criticism of a lot of the monsters that are in the dungeon, that are in the monster manual, uh, is that many of them kind of come down to uh, multi-attack, uh, and they have some HP. Yeah. Right. So, like, one of the, I, and I've talked about this on the show before, but like, one of my favorite monster types is the ogre, and I feel like the ogre is like not great in fifth edition. Sure. Uh, it does what it needs to do to an extent, but it doesn't go like far enough. It, and it's a good example. It doesn't even have multi-attack, just has slam. Mm -hmm. And then if you have a club, I think it might have a club attack. Yeah. Other, other than that, it's got low AC, high hit points. And then it hits hard yeah. if it manages to hit. Right. And that's basically the character, right? And, and it's good for characters to have, um you know, some degree of simplicity. Like there's so much information in this game that it's easy to get overwhelmed and, and get a little bit lost and confused, but we also need enough flavor mm -hmm. in what our character can do that makes them distinct. Like why, like how is an ogre fundamentally different from a hill giant? Well, in fifth edition, it's just a matter of how much power they have. Yeah. Which is not particularly interesting, right? Why can't um, an ogre throw a rock? How come they can't, uh, you know, smash you into a tree or the side of a house? You know, and they can, but the GM has to finagle all that. Has to figure out stuff like what are the, the dice that you use for that? What's the damage done? Yeah, that's, and it's extra work at that point. Yeah, and especially with like newer players. Newer players will often do things like say, I want to shoot them in the hand or in the head or the eyeball, or I want to um, shove them through this window. Mm -hmm. And so like your, I know D and D brain is going through the, the rules and semantics of it. And their brain is going like, so if you turn around and you go, well, make an attack roll, they might think, well, that means you're not going to do what I want. Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, well, I might. Well, the wrong thing to say, I think, in that case is you can't do that. Just make an attack roll. I think the right thing to do in that case is to say, okay, make an attack roll and then bring up that inflection in your voice as if to say dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. And then they make the attack roll and then you interpret the scene, right? Because if we redefine attack as being something that is like, an offensive maneuver of some kind, 
without it being literally the swing of a weapon, which, by the way, sure. I hate how they do dual wielding in this game. Um, They, you know, it, the more it's like that, like, the less interesting it is. Our monsters, when we make them, if that chicken is made of pizza, we have got to do two things. It's got to be a chicken. It's got to feel like a chicken. It's got to act like a chicken. But there's also got to be pizza. Yep. And so just, you know, offhanded, how would you as a player expect your monster to exude chickenness? <laughs> um, I would expect it to be vicious but stupid. Okay, great. Because chickens are known for being really dumb. Okay. And but but incredibly vicious. Like they have not they are dinosaurs and they have not forgotten that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Uh anything else? What else would exude chicken behavior? Um probably I mean following in the line of of stupid being distracted by by some kind of food. Mhm. Um you know if you could figure out what kind of food a a pizza chicken would want to eat. Yeah, uh, you might be able to distract it off in a different direction where it's like, oh, it wants to eat toppings, by the way. Right. So it, toppings. if you have like jalapenos <laughs> or pepperonis, especially if they're sliced and you throw them around. Just right. Yeet, 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 yeet. Exactly. Exactly. Then. So here's the thing. Chickens, they're always like moving their heads all suddenly. Right. And they, they're, mm. they're looking with their whole eye because they don't really have that kind of perception. But they're constantly trying to be alert. So this thing has got to have good perception. Uh, but maybe bad passive perception, right? And also, it needs to be extremely distractible, like you say. Yeah. So it needs to have, like, disadvantage on saves versus, like... Concentration or... Right, yeah. Or, like, their insight check is just garbage, okay? So really low wisdom score. Yeah, really low wisdom, but they just get a plus four in active perception checks because chicken. Because chicken. Right. In fact, that's what it says in the parentheses next to it chicken as a reminder <laughs> right um okay so what else i would expect it to be surprisingly fast especially for okay. its size because chickens uh, they seem to teleport uh i may or may not have been slightly traumatized by chickens as a, as a child uh with how like fast they are which yeah. is yeah they can dart around they're they're real fast they're real fast okay so you know, we, we got to at least give this thing a 40-foot movement speed. And, oh, minimum. You know, maybe it can charge as a bonus action. Oh, yeah. Right. I'd also expect it to be part of a flock because chickens tend to run in flocks. Absolutely. Also, These poor players who are going to have to deal with this eventually. Right. <laughs> and there's usually several hens to one rooster, right? Mm -hmm. So roosters got to be probably the final boss. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And uh, he's got like giant sausage talons. Okay, <laughs> or something. I don't know. Uh huh. Uh huh. Maybe they're literally pizza cutters, right? Oh my god, I love sticking that. Sticking <laughs> on his toes like a velociraptor, um, and that would be great. Uh, okay, so great. We we like that. And packs. What CR are you thinking? What? Um, I mean, CR is kind of BS. CR is really is really. I, I think it would just. I think it would depend on what size we want it to be. Like, if we want it to be a behemoth, I would put it in the range of like, you know, an ogre to a giant somewhere between like two to four cr. Okay. Okay, um, but you said you wanted them in packs, right? Yeah. So if, they, if they're gonna come in flocks, they would need to be like no higher than cr one with like with like the rooster being a two. 
Okay, there you go. So I think that that works. Um, so they are, uh, we have some chicken. That they need to do some, what kind of damage? What do you think kind of damage they need to do if they're chicken? Oh, fire. I mean, for the chicken part, uh, definitely piercing damage for for talons and beak. And for talons and beak, right? So that's how they're going to fly. Uh, how do chickens fly? I mean, they kind of don't. But <laughs> they kind of don't. So instead of having a fly speed, we're going to give them a kind of fly speed. Yeah. Right? Because they kind of like jump, flap for a bit, and then give up. Yeah. Right? So they can, you know, maybe you just say, you know, they have a jump distance. They have a glide distance. They have a glide, you know, something, <laughs> right? Like Kind of like kind of like uh, 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 the Hadozi glide. Right. So at this point, all we're really doing is jotting down brainstorm mm-hmm. stuff. Like this is where this creature should probably qualify. Okay. Then um, we didn't talk about the pizza part. How do we get pizza in here, right, for our very serious game? It's absolutely serious. Um, when I <laughs> when I think of pizza, the first thing that, that, that comes to mind is that sound that everyone makes when you take that first bite of pizza <laughs> and it's too hot and you've just burned the roof of your mouth. That kind of... <laughs> Sound. So their first attack has got to hit harder than the other attacks, <laughs> you know. Or the that first time I was you... going with it, but yes, absolutely. <laughs> or maybe the first time you damage them, you take some damage back, you know. Ooh, uh, and it's fire like damage. That. Yeah, and it's fire, obviously, or acid, you know, depending. Ooh. But I would say fire. Fire's better. Yeah. Um, we want to I- exemplify heat, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we can Heat do that. and grease and that, grease. like, slimy uh, sauciness. Yeah, and grease and, and sliminess should be what? What that? What should that do? Um, I think that it would be fun if it had, uh, like, like a, a rechargeable attack, kind of like a, a dragon's breath, where it can, like, swing its wing and, and it throws grease in front of you, because I can personally attest just how much grease breaks things. <laughs> yes, it does. Right. Nice plate armor fighter you got there. Be a real shame if they had to make any kind of dex check. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So they do a cone of grease. Yeah. uh, That deals damage to the creature right in front of it. And uh, then it is basically you're casting grease in that spot. Right. Uh, And that's and that's fantastic. Maybe when you hit it, bits of grease can fly out on critical hits or something. Um, I'm kind of think- thinking like the way that rust monsters are, where where it like covers your weapon in grease if you get a good hit on it, and then if you're feeling so inclined, you can like set it on fire and have a briefly flaming sword. Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that would be really cool. Uh, so when if you stab it, yeah, you get a, a benefit too. Um, not enough of the monsters have built-in weaknesses. Um, that's true. Some of them do like, you know, vampires, you know, have vampires are very frustrating in fifth edition because they've got like way too many things going on, but then they also have these, like all these weaknesses going on. And it's like, well, how come like the goblin doesn't have more things for me to like exploit? Right. Um, one time for a game, I made a, essentially a giant mutated lobster, but it wasn't like a chole, right? Because that's what a chole is. But like, I made it like a big armor tank uh, lobster thing. And so 
that they were they could not hit this thing. It it was like an AC twenty two or something. Oh like god. That. It was ridiculous, especially for their level. Like there was no reason they should be fighting something like that. Uh but I had a gimmick, right? And what do you think the gimmick was? Like if you have to fight something big lobster, AC's way too high. Probably uh, susceptible to something like fire. Okay. So cooking it, right? Yeah. Changing the color. That would have been an acceptable choice. I wouldn't have thought of that. But if a player said, you know what makes sense here? Hot water. I'd be like, you were absolutely right. And I would <laughs> and I would quickly build that in. But like, I would, I would definitely improvise that. What I had them do, and, and thankfully what my players thought of, was to flip it over. Um... I don't think of that with lobsters. I think of that with, like with turtles. Uh, turtles. Yeah, but right, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, and then all of a sudden, the AC dropped to 11. <laughs> right. Because they like, were able to get at the soft underbelly. They got to the soft underbelly, right? Yeah, now that you say that, it does make more sense for a turtle. But, um, you know, that's what I thought at the time, and, and sure. they got it. So and they got it. So, uh, you know, they, they were on your wavelength. It would be nice if there were more monsters that had counters, like... Um, you know, everybody knows what's going on with trolls. Everybody yeah. knows. Okay, but what are ogres weak to? I guess technically Greece. <laughs> I mean, every big thing with a bad test. dex check is is <laughs> is uh, susceptible to Greece. In right. fairness. No, yeah, it is. But you know, uh, and there's ways that counters work in fifth edition that are just different than other games, which is fine. Uh, but it would be a little bit more consistent to have more of these across the board. But anyway. I would love for there to be things like this where you stab the pizza monster and now for a round you can do 1d4 extra fire damage. <laughs> you know, like, that's great. Um, maybe uh, slashing weapons work better than other types of weapons because pizza cutters, right? <laughs> there could be all kinds of great jokes with this. Yep, yep, and uh, and that makes sense, too, because I was going to say the other kind of damage that they could do is bludgeoning, because if they whack you with their wings, mm -hmm. uh, th that'll leave a bruise if it's just a chicken. Oh, my God. Instead of wing buffet, it's wing buffet. <laughs> 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 and it could knock you down. <laughs> this is made for you. <laughs> this is this is where dad jokes go to die. <laughs> I am here for this. This is my table. Just come die at my... I keep thinking I'm going to do a, a comedy game and then I don't do it. Um, I mean, you're so invested in story that it's hard to maintain hard a comedy long-term game. Do a comedy one-shot. Right, yeah. That's what I should do. Uh, by the way, credit where credit's due. The reason I thought of Pizza Chicken is because uh, I teach a, a digital art class and on, I was feeling silly that day. Uh, that I was teaching this class. And so the project that I gave my students was you have to make an an, an animal character that's made of food. And someone came up with pizza chicken. You should you should send your, your kids over towards uh, Meg's Mashables on uh -huh. TikTok. Her whole thing is mashing things together in really like fun and cute ways. Um, I should check that out. That sounds yeah. like really fun. I, I have one of her plushies. It's the Tricatatops. <laughs> Tricatatops. It's a Triceratops and a cat. And it's very adorable. And <laughs> I, she she has a really fun way of doing things. Uh-huh. That's great. Hi I love Triceratops. <laughs> yeah, by the way, the Triceratops is my favorite dinosaur. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Uh, you're right. Right. 
Three horns never play with long necks. Oh my god, that takes me straight back. <laughs> my my sister's nickname for years was Petrie. Petrie. Oh my gosh. Speaking of pizza, man, like uh, the Land Before Time and Pizza Hut, they went together for a while. There for was a, a whole, very long time. You could get the Land Before Time puppets. Uh, oh my gosh! Back when Pizza Hut was interesting and for kids. Yeah. Instead of, I, I don't even know what it is now. <laughs> like, it's just... Sad, sad people like us, Adam, who are trying to relive <laughs> their childhood. <laughs> they don't even have, like, Pac-Man in there anymore. Like, I don't know what the heck they're doing. I had so um, many personal pan pizzas because I we did oh, book it yeah. every year. And I, oh, I yeah. slayed at book it because I would just devour <laughs> books. Oh, 100%. Yeah. They, they had that all cooked up for a while. That was good. Um... Oh my god. Instead of laying eggs, the pizza chicken has little boxes of personal pan <laughs> chickens. Right, chicks. Or they're like in the little box. That'd be <laughs> so fantastic. Are little personal pan pizzas. I love it. So when it, when it opens up, they're like rah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even have a CR, they're just tasty. <laughs> right? You're just your character's just sad to eat them, but they are delicious and nutritious. Well, okay, they're they're delicious. delicious. They're delicious, <laughs> and you won't die. <laughs> Probably, you might lose. You know, you might die at eighty four instead of eighty five. But you know, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but uh, anywho's, so this this is largely before getting hardly into anything with stats, right? Like right now, we've just been creative, being silly, and having fun. Just you just know. figuring out ha the flavor of this particular <laughs> uh, this particular enemy this uh, particular enemy right and then if we want we can either look at the DMG on page two seventy four where it says here's what the challenge rating could be and then if you choose that challenge rating here's what the proficiency bonus is here's what the armor class probably is I have a rule that you know if you want you can always trade armor class for hit points. That makes so sense. I think that the higher armor class your creature has, they generally should have lower hit points unless it's like a solo boss, right? So like a Tarask could have both. Obviously, they need to have both. Otherwise, it doesn't feel like a Tarask, right? Yeah. But like, you know, if we're fighting like drow soldiers, they should have like really high AC and no hit points, right? They should go down like pretty easily. Sure. Uh, but they should be hard to hit. Um, whereas like an ogre, I would say, yeah, let's give him like, you know, an AC of tw 11 or 12 because he's a, literally a barn. Right. And then, but he should be able to take a lot of hits. So that yeah, makes sense I, to me. I, I've uh, tangented for a second. People think of, of armor class all wrong. Like they only think of it as being, you know, if you see visible armor, you, AC is how hard it is to hit you. Correct. Whether that's because you're dodging or because you have good armor or whatever. And HP is not like you, you you take a cut for every five HP or whatever. It is how much abuse you can take before you drop unconscious. Whatever that looks like. Correct. Yeah. So that's your ability to dodge or whatever. It can also include things like all the variables of yeah. the universe that we don't want to measure in a game. But these are good ways to explain why things happen. So, for instance, you know, you might say uh, you missed because you rolled a two against that creature. 
and it was due to them uh, dodging, having armor, but also the you were facing the sun, and it was blinding you a little bit. Maybe that changes the gameplay, maybe it doesn't, but like it's just a way to kind of flavor how that works. The problem is that it's called armor class. Yeah. It should just be called defense. Yeah, it's, it's called armor class, and it's called health points, which, uh, you know, anyone who's played video games, that's what they think of. Correct. And this used to be a game for people that read books, <laughs> right? And now it's a game for people that play video games and sometimes read books. Stop yelling at the clouds, Adam. <laughs> I'm talking about myself, honestly. Like, I, I play way more video games than I read. The only books I do read at this point are are these guys. Uh, I was on a nonfiction kick for a while, and I enjoyed that, but it's over. <laughs> so... Um, It'd be like that sometimes. I've it, got like a stack of, of to be reads, of all all fiction sitting behind me. Yeah, I, I have more things in my Steam library I haven't played yet. No, that's sad. Uh, anywho, okay, so this table shows us about how many hit points we're looking at, and it gives us kind of a range, right? So I would yeah. say if you want the AC to be able to be a little bit higher, take that low end range, or maybe even a little lower. Mm-hmm. And if you want the AC to be slightly higher, then, you know, the reverse of what I just said. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, know, I know what you mean. Uh, here's where it gets a little um, difficult is when it talks about the damage per round, because I'm trying to figure out how to do that with, like, dice. All right. And then it also doesn't give me ability scores or anything else. Right. Mm-hmm. So that gets frustrating. So this is what I prefer to do. Uh, usually when I'm making monsters, I don't even look at the DMG. Uh, I think about all the flavor stuff that I want to do, and then I pop open the monster manual. The monster manual gives you the information you need, and it does it easier. And when you're on a roll 20, it's even easier than that. Uh, because the first thing I do, the first thing, I, the most important purchase I made on roll 20 is the uh, monster manual. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Like, if you were to spend no other money, just get that. And then what you do is you take the stat block and you duplicate it. And then you take the duplicate and you change it. And we do the same thing here if we're playing with paper, right? So I've been thinking about this a lot because I've been doing a Runeterra-based campaign, which, again, is using the League of Legends universe. So we don't have things like Thrycreen, right? But we might have, you know, someone from Zon who did an experiment on themselves and turned into like a half mantis spider thing, right? Fun. So we can do that. So if I'm thinking of that, I where do you think I'm going to look for in the in the monster manual? Um, I want to make a spider guy enemy. Probably at the um, the Driders. Okay, Drider, that would be definitely on, like, the stronger end, for sure. But that's literally a spider guy. I so mean, let's yes. go there, right? Yeah. And then keep, I would keep, say, keep in mind, I don't know the Monster Manual very well at all. So I have to pull from what I have what I have seen before as a player or run as a GM. There, there were, like, five or six good answers there, right? <laughs> like, uh, one of them would be, like, the Edder Cap. That would be, like, mm. a, a much – that's a CR2. Easier to deal with. I'm pretty sure the Drider is a six. Yes, I'm correct. It's a six. Um, the Drider is awesome, but the Drider has a bunch of uh, Fey and Drow stuff mm-hmm. involved with that. So if I'm 
redoing it, I'm taking that stuff out, right? Sure. And then I'm going to replace it. So my little rule of thumb is that if I take power away, I need to add it somewhere else. And if I want to add power somewhere, I need to take it away somewhere, right? That makes sense. That's the easiest thing to do. So if I go, this guy needs to be harder to hit, I usually nerf the hit points or something like that. Um, so pizza chicken, getting back to brass tacks. What is a pizza chicken? What's the closest thing that we can think of that exists in the monster manual? I mean, is there a big flightless bird in the monster manual? Probably. I'm sure there is. I'm not thinking of one right away. Okay, good. It's not just me not knowing something. <laughs> that makes me feel better. Uh, but we can always take a bird and take away flight. Um, That's true. What's the difference between a bird and a velociraptor? Um, the ability to fly. So, chicken. A velociraptor is a chicken. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if I go to uh, dinosaur, because I think it's all under dinosaur. By the way, this is one stupid thing. The D section of this book is way uh -huh. too gigantic because it puts all the dragon here. Oh, of course. And by the way, the game's called Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. Also, it has demons and devils. And oh, anything no. else that happens to start with D. Jeez. Right? So, yeah, we have to go to Dinosaur to find Plesiosaurus, Pterodon, um, Tyrannosaurus Rex, Triceratops, Allosaurus, and Kylosaurus, and not Velociraptor. Maybe Velociraptors, are they in the back? Are they in the appendix? They might be in the appendix. Probably. But I'm like, I'm sure they're here. Oh, it's like flipping can hear me flipping. Good ASMR. There's Vulture. No. No, I know it's here. It's got, there's got to be one. Maybe it's in an expansion book. Maybe it's just R for Raptor. No. Okay, well, this is going great. Okay. I can't find it. So, let's see if I can find something else. Maybe right. you can find something else. Um, Sturge, no. This is part of the fun, though, is that you get to, like, walk through, through things and go, well, what's what's a pizza chicken? Salamander. I would definitely get the pizza part. That could work. Okay, yeah. Let's do that. So this is a little bit stronger, but maybe this could be our rooster. Okay? Okay. This is a CR5. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's fine. No problems here. No problems here. So the salamander could definitely be a pizza monster, okay? Oh, easily. So I'm on page 266, if anyone's following along. And uh, it's a big fire serpent guy, okay? So he has a spear. Uh, the pizza chicken doesn't have a spear. No. So we have to throw all of this out the window, right? No, not at all. What do we do? Turn it into its, uh, its, its stabbing attack with its beak. Okay, yes. Spear is now beak. And, like, ratchet it down a little bit? Yeah, maybe, right? So, it's a plus seven to hit, five foot reach, that works for me. It has a range option, we're going to get rid of the range option, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but that's a, that's a point in the nerf column, so we can remember that, that we've got that, right? So, that means I got something that I can put somewhere. It's a minor thing, though. Yeah. So I'll keep that in mind. This is not a huge nerf. 
Well, and we could also like use that as part of ratcheting it down from CR5 down down to a CR2. Yeah. So if we do want to ratchet it down, that's one way to do it. Um, I would probably take it. If it's a CR2, I'm at least taking two away from this attack. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be at most a plus five to hit. I agree. Probably more like a plus four, but four or five, somewhere in there. Um, 2d6 plus four piercing damage. If it's um, a CR2, I'd probably make that either a, a 1d4 or a 2d4. Yeah, maybe a 2d4 makes a little bit more sense. Okay. And we, do we have 18 strength? I don't know if we have 18 strength. No. Right. So I think the simplest thing that we do here is we just take that down to a 16. Yeah. That's already still pretty generous because that's going to take one attack away and that's mm-hmm. going to uh, reduce our overall damage from plus four to plus three and so on and so forth. I don't have to go into full detail here, but we understand what I'm doing, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, the It has a tail attack. And what it can do is it can grab people. This could be like a pizza slime attack if we wanted to, like where it, the reason it's grappled is because of the cheese. Yeah, got, got all that mozzarella wrapped around you. It's all the mozzarella wrapped around you. Exactly. Uh, it has heated body. I can just keep that right away or oh, I can or I can amp it up for that first hit and then amp it down for the other hits. Sure, sure, sure. Right. If I want to be a little bit more uh, creative. Um, probably get rid of heated weapons, depending, you know, mm-hmm. uh, damage immunity, fire, uh, maybe we keep that. I need to give some power back to this thing. Well, actually, no, I don't because we're bringing it down to CR2. Yeah. So we can just do that. We'll hit the hit points a little bit. Right now it's like 12 D10 yeah, that's 24. Kind of absurdly high. Right. Let's let's uh maybe do I don't know, 8d10, 6d10, something like that. We might nerf it pretty hard there. Yeah, because I mean for a CR2 creature, what they recommend, the the range they recommend is 86 to 100 uh hit points. Yeah, so um in that case, we're actually right on par. Which is so interesting because this is a CR5 right. creature, and according to this, that should be in the 131 to 145 range, and it is at 90 hit points. You see my problem the... here? You see, again, it's yeah. just not that helpful, right? <laughs> um, like, thanks, guys. Thank you for, for having something really cool and then immediately breaking it. Uh, and I've been playing long enough, and I've been doing this long enough now that I can really rely on intuition for a lot. Mm. Um, and I'm usually right. I mean, yeah. Always. But, you know, this is why we hide hit points from players, right? So that that way, when they only knocked it down to half health, it actually, they killed them because let's move on. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Or vice versa in a fight that I ran ran recently where I was like, no, this is King Grohl. He does not get to have 26 hit points. I'm sorry. No. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He gets three rounds of combat regardless of what these HP say, <laughs> right? Um, and that's not really like punishing players. It's actually more rewarding them in a way because you're trying to give them a certain experience, right? Yeah. You want it to be harder. Like I, the in that, in that fight, I, I'm not going to tangent off of that too hard, but in that fight, like they made it out of there with their lives, but only just, and they were like so amped on adrenaline afterwards that they were just like, that they were buzzing. 
So I, I, I wanted to do that for the Imrith fight that you guys did in Storm King's Thunder. I really wanted to just, like, add another zero to her HP or something like that. Uh, but I was playing with people that knew the game inside and out. And I was like... Tough. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get razzed, right? Um, it is your the, the table. You make the monsters do what you need them to do. Well, I'm glad you have that attitude. <laughs> I, I do not, I, like, I, I think it's because I spent a lot of time around homebrewers. I don't right, understand yeah. the, this is what it says in the monster manual, therefore, this is what it must be. No, it, it, like, is every is every human exactly the same? No monster should be the same either. Like, we use that for shorthand to make it easier because, like, there's so much going on in combat. But if you need to adjust something, adjust it. That's part of the game. By the way, this is kind of an aside, but I, I actually got to play last night. Ooh. And I was playing this character, and I was, like, absolutely just wrecking stuff. And I was having fun being very effective. Uh, but my character had gotten this curse from a deck of many things. And um, the rogue on our party, we're all pretty high level. We're, like, level 14 now. Ooh. And the rogue was like, you want me to take care of that curse for you? And then I'm like, like, How? And he goes, what's that over there? And I, my character looks, and I kind of know what he's doing, but I want to play it, play it up, you know? Yeah. And so he kills my character. He does a backstab, and he kills my character. Because I, I also know that he has, like, a bunch of res nonsense. Sure. So the thought is, I'm going to reset his life in order to cure him of this curse. Makes sense. That resulted in a discussion with the GM, but we all had a good attitude about it. We thought it was funny. Uh, and that's the way it works. So my character came back to life, didn't have a curse anymore. It was hey. great. <laughs> it's a roundabout way of dealing with problems, right? Sometimes when I'm playing Baldur's Gate 3, I'm like, well, if I kill you, Lazel, and then I take <laughs> the worm out, and then I use a revivify scroll, this is how we solve this problem. And then the game is just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it just says, cannot resurrect, or... Like, when you kill them, they, there's no worm. It's just not there. And so you're like, oh, that's Bolt. <laughs> Why'd you give me these Revivify scrolls? Especially with how rough Gale is when he drops, like, Maker's Mercy. That is rough. Oh, yeah. I did his, like, little, like, bag and sewing kit and stuff, like, a couple of times in beta. And then I was like, never again. <laughs> he's either it looks gonna like just, a lot. He's either just going to stay dead or... I'm just not going to pick them up or just use scrolls, right? Or withers. Wither, that's what I did was yeah, use withers. withers to bring it back to life. I've had to use withers so much because I've been doing like tactician and otter run, runs. And by the way, I've yet to finish an otter run. I'm not surprised. It looks absurd. It is absurd. I got to level five. I got out of the main area. I went to the 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 um, underdark. I died to a boss. Like, right away. And I was like, oh, that hurts. Do I really want to go to the Grove and talk to everyone for the 90th time? Like, I I just loaded up an older tactician run and kept going with that, which has been a lot of fun doing Dark Urge. Uh, I did just doing despicable things. It's hard sometimes to do evil things in video games. You're like, it's not real. It's not real. It's not real. But then, you oh know. no, that. Th um, so I started up Dragon Age Origins uh, yeah. last night for or yesterday for the first time in like 15 years, and just everything came flooding back when I heard the music. 
Um, <laughs> one of the biggest ones for me is like I I would do things in order to get the trophy, but I would save scum at like hell because I was like, nope. I, I don't like doing mean things in my power fantasy. My power fantasy is being able to help as many people as possible. That's what <laughs> I want to be able to do. You know, yeah, absolutely. And I, I agree with that. And it is funny that you just don't want to disappoint people. Yeah. I absolutely, I broke hearts this last time I was doing a run. I was just having fun with Lazelle. And then she was like, I want, I'm in love with you. And then I was like, oops. Sorry. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, Shadowheart, I did her whole quest without her present. Whoops. She she wasn't she wasn't appreciative. You know, uh, sometimes a girl doesn't want you to solve all of her problems for her. She wants your help as she is solving her problems. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds stupid. <laughs> Oh, you're such a boy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is after, like, doing four other runs. Yeah. Either causing her to go evil or good. But, like, I just wanted to see what would happen, frankly. And I was like, I'm dark urge. I can do whatever I want. And so, uh, yeah, she was like, I hate you. I wish we had never met. And she, like, left the party permanently. Whoa! And I was like, finally. <laughs> Oh, my God. What a drama queen. Am I right, guys? Wow. <laughs> anyway, I got Minfara, uh, who's basically you, but better. Uh, Aidy, who's... Steering back, back, steering back to the topic at hand. Back to the topic at hand. Uh, the only other thing we need to do is change, like, some of the movement stuff here. Yeah. We want to have him have his little flight thing that he does. Uh, we want to add in a descriptor for the buff mm-hmm. to... Um, to do it, but I mean, most of what we're doing here is just reflavoring, right? Like, literally, I'm not going to change hardly anything about the tail attack. It's just not going to be called tail attack. Yeah, it'll right? be it'll be it'll be the the wing buffet. Yeah, wing buffet, exactly. And we're going to cover people with grease and cheese and mozzarella, and they're going to get stuck, and that's going to be great, and they're going to laugh. And every time you get every time you hit him, he's going to do grease damage to you, right? And that's fantastic. And so. That's the way I like to do uh, monster design uh, if I'm trying to create things. And if you're with a group and everybody's been playing the game a lot, new monsters are a good way to, like, keep people interested. Yeah. Because it kind of sucks when you're playing with a bunch of people that have also, like, jammed a bunch and they know all the stats. Like, they've Mm -hmm. memorized them, right? They're not even trying to cheat. They're not even popping open the book. They just know. They just know, right? You know, like, like, you're just not afraid because you don't. Because you already know what its capabilities are. Yeah. Right? It's, but I think back to when I was like a brand new player in high school and the way that some of my GMs would describe monsters and have them sort of appear and be menacing. I had no idea what they were capable of. And that made them much more scary. Mm-hmm. That made it much more intimidating and by extension, much more immersive. And I think that I think that's why my circles tend to homebrew a lot because I play in a, in a game where everyone around the table has GM'd a lot. Uh, I I me me and Ben are are the ones who have GM'd the least of mm. that group. So everyone knows the monsters and everyone knows what different things do. So uh, Alondra, who's the GM for that, constantly is adjusting and shifting things. So it's like, no, you don't get to know what this does. 
even if you like no one no one tries to metagame but everyone just knows things and yeah, so she changes no, them yeah. which yeah. is brilliant and it makes things much more nerve-wracking yeah and it, and if you've got someone messaging you like pro- pming you like here's how the monster actually is supposed to work oh that's very frustrating like nobody wants that i've had that um, happen a couple of times and I've every time i want to set someone on fire yeah, I want to cover them in hot grease <laughs> and Just watch them whoosh. burn in cheese. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, don't do that to your GM, guys. You're not helping. You're you're being frustrating. Yeah. I mean, if, if your GM has genuinely for, forgotten something, they will probably see it about half into the combat and go, oh, and, and then they will remember it for the next time. Right. And if they're doing something different, that's none of your business. Sure. I, there was one time where I was just outright breaking the rules and then having the player explain to me, like, hey, that's not actually how legendary actions work. That was actually good advice. Like, like sure. I changed the way I played after that, and that was useful. But, um, you know, definitely during a game. Yeah. And, and to this person's credit, they did not say that during the game. Yeah. Um, they waited till after and then they said, by the way, this was a hard time I had. Which is absolutely something that it, that is a legitimate thing to do. Like if you disagree with it with a GM's ruling and saw something coming to them after the game and sitting down and being like, hey, this is this is what I un- this is how I understand the rule. Can we talk about this? Mm-hmm. But doing it in the heat of the moment when you're in the middle of a battle, you're just going to make someone angry. Correct. Yeah. And make someone really upset. Not not fun. Not, not fun. fun. No one wants this. Um, we want to have fun, guys. We want to have fun. Like that, that's what we're here to do. Is that's is, what uh, that's all girls want. Try to try try to try to kill our friends for fun. Correct. Elves just want to have fun. Uh, <laughs> uh you are so, on a, a musical reference kick today. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm in a. I'm in a a, a weird mood. Care for it. My my whole League of Legends team. Over their Discord, they were like, "Guys, we, guys!" And by the way, they're all they're all dudes. Um, and they were like, "We need to go watch Mean Girls." <laughs> and so nice. they all went as a group and they watched Mean Girls, the new one, the musical one. Oh, sure. And then they were all talking about it <laughs> on Monday. It was kind of funny. Uh, Andy, who's Yes, our our brains are ADHD, uh, ADHD, and today it was kind of bouncing all over the oh, place. Oh yeah, it's dude. fine. It's 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 a game of pong in here. Oh yeah. Uh, you can see that like this method is just easy. It allows you to create pretty much anything you want. Um, if you're like just looking through the book, like let's say you don't have any ideas, right? And you're just like, I want to have something that's new. I'm tired of throwing. You know, zombies, orcs, kobolds, whatever, at my players. I don't want to do it anymore. You know, just flip through and go, well, what have I not done a lot of? You could either do that or you could do a play off of it, right? The giants, man. The giants, they're not good. But they're, they're fun. Not good. You know, a lot of them don't do it. Like, they almost all have big weapon attack and rock, you know? It's not enough, man. You, you got to get up into like the cloud giants when you when you want something a little bit more. Yeah, the cloud giants at least have a couple of spells. Yeah, uh, but even those, like a lot of them, aren't that like combat oriented. 
you know, but they can they can be used cleverly to do things. But like the stone giant man, I, it's just a better hill giant. Yeah, just he eat rocks and hit things. You know, and the frost giant has no frost powers, which is profoundly stupid to me. It's so stupid. The fire giant doesn't have fire powers. Also profoundly stupid. They have damage immunities, but that's it. Like my fire genasi had had more fire stuff than than uh, a as written fire giant. Absolutely, and then like the fire giants have all this lore about how they love to build stuff and um, smith and even you know use some degree of machinery. Right? We can't have something like that. Like they're massive and they're very strong. Do you really think that someone hasn't come up with the idea of, hey, I can strap a flamethrower to my body because I am very resistant to being burned? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, they should have that. If Flair was not tiny, have... she would have totally strapped a flamethrower to her body <laughs> and done that. 100%, you know? Well, they don't know how to make a flamethrower. Well, they do because it's fun. They build stuff. That, that's they, their thing. They've kept small groups of red dragons... <laughs> they carry around as 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 cannons, and yeah. they squeeze their bellies to shoot fire at people. Right? I don't know. They do have, something. Have, have you have you read Terry Pratchett recently? Because that was a thing in Guards Guards. Was it? The little with the little tiny dragons that you can uh, make them like cough I didn't read acid guards, at guards. people. I didn't read that one. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Sybil would get really mad at Vimes about that because she was like, <laughs> "No, they're not supposed to be used as weapons, Sam." <laughs> um. Frost Giant's just as disappointing. Um, you know, it, it, and I know they've made expansions to a lot of these to add some of those things, like to, to give them a little more flavor. Yeah, that, that's probably in like the, the Giants book or whatever, but that should have been in the in the from the there. beginning. But here's the great thing. You can just put it there. <laughs> you can just say, okay, let's see. The fire giant doesn't really need to have 18 armor class. Maybe not. If I bring it down to 16, what can I get instead? Can I get a breath weapon? Can I have a lobbing bomb that I can throw that does fire damage? Mm -hmm. um, can I have a beard blast where my beard shoots fire at things? Like, I don't know. Play around like, with it. Have fun. Like, there are. You can there do are... burning hands once. Yeah. Right? It's it, when you're in the blue sky phase. There's no dumb suggestion. Yeah, correct. Just if you give power, take away a little. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I would probably leave the AC where it is and bring the HP down, just because of of their of the lore of them building things. So I imagine they'd build really good armor, but they might yeah, they do would, it because yeah. they're they're very soft and delicate inside. That that's a great idea. I like that idea better, actually. Why would? Because why would a giant have to rely on these things? Sure. Right? Unless they were feeling vulnerable. Okay? Maybe they're slower. Maybe, Ooh. you know, there's all kinds of possibilities. By the way, fire giants, they have fire immunity. They have any kind of cold vulnerability? Right. Like, that, that, should, be, that should be the inverse of that. If you are, like, a creature that is, that your whole thing is fire. And right. on the flip side, the frost, the frost giant should have, like, vulnerability to fire. Yeah, but let's melt them. Yeah. Right. Like, that's my first, if, if I am a new player and I am confronted with something that is called a frost giant, my first impulse is to throw fire at it. Right. You've played JRPGs. You know how this works. <laughs> right. Right. And in this game, they're like, well, we don't do elements. We do ability scores. 
Mm-hmm. And you're just supposed to somehow know those. But then also, we have highly intelligent creatures. So the I'm, I I just happen to be at the Merid right now, which is the water genie. Okay. Okay. Uh, guess what its lowest stat is? Charisma? Good guess. It's 18. Charisma. Oof. Wow. Okay. It looks like a big fish. Does that say charisma to you? No, not, not unless so it's much. very good at talking. Right? It doesn't look like it would have good charisma, but its low stat is dex. As a fish? Yep. He's a fish guy that's made of magic. His worst stat is dexterity at 12. I would have put that at strength, just to reflect the fact that a lot of magical creatures that are made of magic and use magic don't tend to be physically very strong. He has 22 strength. Why? <laughs> uh-huh. That's but okay. Like, so like when so when you look at the hill giant and you go, okay, I'm going to attack its dexterity, intelligence, charisma, you'd be right on the money. Sure. Because that's what that character says when you look at it, right? But when you look at something like this, you have no idea what you're hitting. You know, you know, mind flayers have insanely strong charisma, right? That makes sense, though, because they can dig into your brain and see what works. Like, they, they, don't, they, 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 they don't have to be pretty. They, they, they just say the right things. They definitely see themselves as beautiful, right? But they, uh, yeah, they have this force of personality. But my first thought would be, if I didn't know anything about them, would be, they're ugly. Let's hit that, mm-hmm. right? Or, well, you know, let's hit their con or something. I think their con is bad, though, so that's helpful. Um, they're like somewhat frail. Um, but yeah, one, it's so much easier to just, so that thing is made of ice. Can I please do a fire thing? Like, duh, just put that in guys. Or, or, or the thing is even made of water. Can I, can I use fire and boil it away? Like that seemed, maybe I'm coming at it too much from the persona side of things because I've played a lot of persona over the last, like you know, 16 years. I I think you're coming at it from the, I've been a human that has been alive perspective. It fire bad. Me use water. Yeah. When I burn my hand, I say, I stick my hand under the tap. When you have a, when you want to eat a frozen chicken, you put it in the microwave. (laughs) Pretty easy. Yep. Um, you know, whatever it's, just add those things in. You can give them power somewhere else, right? Um, and that's the well. Anyway, I've beat that dead horse. By the way, that would be a great monster. A, a dead a horse. De- a dead horse with a baseball bat. <laughs> I kind of love that. <laughs> that's terrible. And it's I'm a CR zero. It's dead, guys. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't do anything. No, no, no. It's a CR like one fourth because it's it's equivalent to a zombie or something. Right. It's it's uh it looks alive, and every time you hit it, it says "ow," but nothing it just, happens. It just says "ow." Yeah, but like it's dead. <laughs> it, it's not even undead. It's just dead. Just dead. Uh, and every but every time you hit it, you feel like you're doing damage, which is why it's beating a dead horse. Um. I think that would be great. That would. This is why you need to run the joke one shot. <laughs> the joke one shot. Yeah. Who should be my final boss? Should be just be Andrew. <laughs> yeah. I'll just just make Andrew and the Bayou Barbarians. You know. 
just attack everything. Uh, okay. Well, I think we've done it, guys. I think we've done enough cringe uh, for this week. Uh, so uh, remember to uh, go through the monster manual and uh, pizza your chickens. Thank you all so much for joining us for this <laughs> week's uh, episode of Inspiration Point. Uh, do check us out on on Discord. Check out the Patreon if you want to uh, be a part of a game that Adam may run. That is that would be a one shot BS game. Uh, I, I I've committed to the Honey Heist thing at some point, and uh, I, I want to see you do the the joke one shot. I really want the pizza chicken in there somewhere. I really oh. want this. It's, it's, uh, is bird the word or is grease the word? <laughs> yes. That's the ancient war that we're talking about. <laughs> grease is the word. It's the word. It's and that's our word. third musical it's reference. And on that, we it's will wrap up for this afternoon. Thank you all again so much. And we will see you next time. Uh, but until next time, stay inspired. I said, oh, wow, 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 Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Inspiration Point. If you'd like to support what we do, go and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash inspiration point. If you can't support us directly, that's okay. You can also help support us by telling people about the podcast. A little inspiration goes a long way. Inspiration Point is edited and produced by Tiana Hansen and is distributed by Quest and Chaos. If you like what you hear with us, give Quest and Chaos YouTube or Twitch channels a visit. They play Dungeons and Dragons on a weekly basis and have a bunch of campaigns of Call of Cthulhu, D&D, and board game playthroughs archived on their YouTube. Join us next week for more inspiration. Mm-hmm.